Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. After the first wave of free agent signings and news and developments, things have taken a little bit of an odd turn in relation to the Tennessee Titans this offseason. There have been more moves. There's the possibility of a move. There is, uh, there, there is, I mean, I, I guess just a lot going on. Some new coaches have been added to the, uh, to the, the, the lower reaches of the coaching staff, if you will. Um, just to just to recap a little bit quickly, uh, last week we talked a lot about Nick Westbrook Aquino looking around for an offer from somewhere else. Apparently that search did not last long because I think it was the next day after we recorded, he circled back, signed with the Titans on a uh, on a one year contract that'll pay him one point two six million dollars this year, and uh, I guess he'll try again. Next year, Austin Hooper is uh, is headed to the Las Vegas Raiders. Dennis Daly, I think much to the delight of a lot of Titans fans, is moving on too. He's heading to the uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, the uh, the big news of the last week is that the Titans have asked Kevin Byard to take a pay cut. He is uh, he is reluctant to do so or maybe even defiant in his uh in his desire not to do so um and the the reports are that the Titans potentially could cut Kevin uh Kevin Byard if they if a deal cannot be reached that is agreeable by both sides or agreeable to both sides so uh there there is a certain panic i think among uh among Titans fans right now about what is going to happen with that situation. So we will look at uh, we will look at these items and more on this episode of the Believe in Titans podcast with our usual panel, former Titans cornerback Denard Walker. Denard, welcome in. Thank you, David, for uh, having me this evening. How are you? Oh, doing? We're not. You're. You're. We're not talking <laughs> to you. This is. Well, you're no G of this podcast. We're I just, love every Wednesday to see your gorgeous face. Thank you, David. <laughs> We're just riding on your coattails. John <laughs> Lennon, welcome in. Thank you. Good to be here. And I am David Beauclair. And uh, as always, I need to remind you that the Believe in Titans podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, which remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball, at least what's left of that season, uh, the UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. All right, gentlemen, players say it all the time. League observers such as us say it all the time. Fans say it all the time. The NFL is a business, first and foremost. 
But every so often, the business side of things really jumps up and smacks you in the face. So, Denard Walker, how how stunning is it that the Titans would ask Kevin Byard of all people to take a pay cut? And uh, and you know how like how should people be feeling about it? how can Kevin how should Kevin Byard, I guess, first of all, be feeling about that? Well, it's business, you know, and we know that sometimes business comes first, but uh, I think if I'm Rand Carthon and I miss a strong, the first thing that I'm doing is saying, we don't want to make this about business because when you look at the two-time first team all pro, the two-time pro bowl in 2017, 2021, the NFL interception co-leader in 2017, the 24th player ever drafted out of what MTSU, the highest draft pick since former. Uh, it took former, uh, uh, what's their uh, mascot? The Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders. The Blue yeah. Raiders. Tyrone Calico. You remember he played for the Titans. Right. Started over 100. Well. Yeah, 105 yeah. games, 63 pass deflections, 27 interception. And David, man, what I see from the mayor of Murfreesboro is that's production. And it's not so much as the contract, but it's what he does off the field, uh, his charitable events. David, you got to find a way to keep uh, Kevin Byard in Nashville, even if you have to restructure his contract, because he's done too much as a player and he's continuing to do doing a lot in the community. You know, we, we've talked about this on here. We said, you know, with Rand Carthen, a new GM, you know, there are no sacred cows, right? That's why the, the Titans are willing to entertain trade offers for Derrick Henry, for example. It's, uh, but, but if, if there is to be a sacred cow among the current players on the roster, I mean, it has to be Kevin Byard, uh, a guy who, who has, who has stayed healthy. Number one, who has played really, really well. Number two, a guy who has made no mistakes off the field and 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 actually has done his part to en- enhance the the Titans' name within the within the community and, and across the country and whatnot. So, uh, uh, you know, John Glennon is, is is has Rand Carthen made a mistake here? I mean, yes, we all get that he's you know he's trying to free up as much salary cap room as possible, but but was this uh, was this a step out of bounds for the new GM? do you think i think probably so i I think if you're ram carthen and you're and you're you know at least wanting to uh, get off on the right foot and maybe curry a little favor in the fan base i can think of two things that you wouldn't want to see pop up uh in in rumors and media one of them would be the potential trade of derrick henry the other would be the potential uh, you know at least theoretically a release of kevin byard but at, at least we know uh, from various reports that, that he's asking Kevin Byard for a pay cut. Um, you know, and financially, okay, I, I can see, yeah, I can see Kevin Byard has a 19 million or so, uh, you know, cap hit next year, the second highest on the team, 19.6 million, uh, second biggest on the team behind Ryan Tannehill. So I can see if you're strapped, you do have to maybe at least ask some questions. Um, but, you know, one thing I, I went back and looked at, let's remember that last year, one of the reasons that Kevin Byard's cap hit is at 19 right now is that last year when the Titans needed cap space to bring in Robert Woods, they restructured Kevin Byard's contract. So he went up. He would have been 17 million for next year. He's now at 19.6. He would have been at 15.6 for 2024. He went up to 17.8. So basically he was doing something for the good of the team, 
helping them bring in Robert Woods, helping them get some cap space. Uh, and now all of a sudden the same team is turning around and saying, boy, you've got quite a big cap hit uh, next year. Can we can we work on that a little bit? So I don't blame Kevin Byard uh, for saying, you know, no, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm not really interested. Uh, again, it would be one thing if Kevin Byard was coming off a four season or, or a couple four seasons. He is not. Uh, it would be one thing uh, if he was coming off, you know, a couple injury plague seasons. He is not, as you mentioned, David. I, you know, I don't, I don't think he's missed a game, right, in his in his seven years uh, with the Titans. Yeah, so, it, it was. It was the you know the prospect was raised last uh, late last season, even of you know the Titans resting some players in, in, in or I guess it was twenty twenty two meaningless games, whatever. I guess last season, and Bayard said, "There's no way I'm not playing." Right. Yeah. You right. Know, yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The last thing seemingly you want to do is tick off, you know, one of your best team leaders, one of your most productive players, uh, and and if we take it even one step further, and and we talk about a potential release, who exactly is supposed to be filling that spot? All of a sudden, it becomes a huge need uh, in free agency because I don't really see somebody unless they were to you know uh, convert one of their corners to, to safeties. And even if they did that, I don't think it's a free safety kind of situation. So I, you know, I, I think it was a, uh, a step out of bounds as you phrased it. Uh, and, and, you know, I guess what, what appears to be right now is, is the two are kind of at a, at a, you know, a crossroads, but hopefully they can find a way to uh, resolve this. If it's a restructure uh, again and, and, or, you know, which would result in extension. I think anything is better than potentially trading him or, or, you know, releasing Kevin Byard. You wonder how much of a calculation this was, uh, because Byard is a, you know, is a real team guy. I don't, I don't think anybody would dispute that. He, you know, he, he, he made no bones about the fact that he was happy to restructure his deal last year. He, he, he answers the call when community relations department has things, has things that it needs, you know, somebody to do. He'll do that for the, the good of the team. He, he, you know, he, he welcomes new guys to the team. He's a big voice in the locker room that way. He, you know, he, he has talked about the fact that he only wants to play for one team in his career. So, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, uh, maybe there's a bit of a calculated risk by the front office here to say, well, you know, if anybody is, is going to be willing to to take a pay cut, we can talk Kevin Byard into this because he is a good team guy and we can make him understand that, that this is for the good of the team. But, uh, but you know, I, I agree. Like at a certain point, a guy like him has to dig his heels in and say, "No, I, I've earned my money, and I continue to earn this money, and and I'm not going to give any of it up." Uh, former Titans linebacker Keith Bullock weighed in on this on uh, on Twitter. He said, "I'm not taking a pay cut if I'm Kevin Byard." He said he'd be he should be like, "Damn, why are y'all coming after my money?" Ryan Tannehill's got all the bread. Pinch some of his twenty nine and a half million, you know, and and that that really does make more sense to me uh, it, you know just from a produ- production standpoint we we're talking about Tannehill coming off an injury plagued season and uh, uh and, and what have you it, you know probably didn't didn't live up to to his salary expectations last season when oh by the way he had the the number one salary cap number in the NFL um I, I, yeah it, it's uh it's interesting to me so I do think they're I do think they are they are trying to gamble on Kevin Byard's good nature here. And and I don't know. So, uh, you know, real quickly, just Denard, 
Do you think there's a chance he gets cut, or do you are you confident this gets worked out one way or another? I'm confident that they will work this out. I mean, if you cut or release Kevin Byard, you're talking about your defensive captain. You're talking about your most valuable player on that defense. And who, who are you going to replace him with? I mean, that's the big question, Mark. Who are you going to replace him with? Uh, I don't see no one right now on the roster that you can go with. And you lose a player of his caliber. You got a young secondary. You're talking about Christian Fulton. You're talking about Roger McCrary. You got two young corners. Who do you think is going to get those players lined up? You got in that tandem with Amani Hooker, if you look at pro football focus, they're ranked one and third, respectively. So who out there right now can you go after in free agency that you think can come in right now and replace Kevin? It's it's a great question. John Glennon, how confident are you that, that Kevin Byard is in a Titans uniform in week one? I'm I'm very confident. I, I just I, I don't see the team having much leverage, you know, with all the reasons uh, that, that we've brought up so far. You know, what what uh, I, I don't think Kevin Byard has to sweat anything here. Uh you know, I, I think he is he is good enough. Uh he is still productive enough. Um, you know, and, and again that he has earned that that contract. Uh, and there, there's no need. And, and there's just, you know, I, I think if, if a, a fan base was ever to press a panic button, that would be a time to do it. If they were to uh, to move on from one of the most productive and, and top leaders on the team with really no one in, in mind uh, to replace them. So I think they, they find a way to uh, to get this uh, worked out. And, um, you know, I, I think we'll see Kevin Byard on the field with the Titans next year. Yeah, I, I mean, you you can't let public sentiment dictate your business decisions, but I just I, I think there would be such a backlash to this too that this is this is one of those rare instances that that everybody has to stop and think like okay if we were to do this what what would it mean and 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 I I think I, I think it would just be a, a a terrible terrible miscalculation on numerous fronts if. Uh, if the Titans made that decision, but we will, uh, we will see where that goes. Um, coming into that defensive backfield, you know, Denard, you mentioned the young cornerbacks. There's a, uh, there's another relatively young guy, Sean Murphy bunting coming to town, free agent ad formerly with the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, th- this team has spent a lot of draft capital on that position um what what does what does Sean Murphy Bunting add where does he fit into this uh this group right now do you think well he has depth you know that's the key right now because if you look at this Tennessee secondary they were decimated last year by injuries uh John you and David both alluded to the fact that Mike Vrabel called out one of the corners and I don't want to name his name because he went to LSU (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna mention him but right, I mean, right now, we know Caleb Farley. We don't know his situation. Your former first rounder in 2021. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen with him in 2023. Will he bounce back and have the kind of career we've been anticipating? Uh, what I love about Sean Murphy Button, you're talking about a young player. He was uh, what people don't forget. He forgot his senior year at uh, Central Michigan, and he was drafted relatively high. Now, there's some mixed emotions coming out of Tampa uh, when it comes to uh, Sean Murphy Bowen, because if you look at some of the writers, uh, I was reading some of the uh, from the Bucks beat writer, John, is it Ledyard? And he was he was talking about Sean Murphy, uh, but uh, button. And he said 
He has awesome tools, but some of the worst instincts I've seen. Now, to play defensive back, to play corner in this league, you have to have instincts. That's what makes you great. You have to be instinctive. And they had a, and what a wonderful, I was reading a uh, article and uh, the managing editor, uh, River Wells, uh, he was, uh, he was quoted saying that Sean Murphy Bunton is a talented piece that serves as good. He serves as a good, like he has depth, but when he's, when you think about him, as far as him playing, cause he's had a history of injuries. Uh, he's been very frustrating to watch. And when I look at him on film, you can see the athleticism because he can play both in and out. So he can give you depth where they were missing last year with Elijah out most of the season. So he can go in and play that slot corner, which is desperately you need that in this league. But again, he gives up a lot of plays and he's been injured uh, quite a bit since being drafted in 2019. I will say last but not least, he got high praises from former Tennessee Tiger Logan Ryan. Now, he's kind of like an understudy of Logan, and we know that Logan is one of the best defensive backs playing that slot corner. He is a teacher, and Logan said this, is that the best is yet to come uh, with um, Sean. He has a lot of mobility. He has a lot of athleticism, and not to mention he plays big in playoff games. Yeah, a guy, a guy who put up numbers in the Chiefs Super Bowl win a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and, uh, you know, he's been a starter was was not a starter early this year. Got another opportunity when uh, when players ahead of him got hurt, and and according to Coach Raheem Morris, played really really well down the stretch for the Buccaneers. So um, and we'll see. You know, John, is is this a case of you you can never have too many cornerbacks, or is it that the the Titans just don't believe they have enough, even with all the draft picks they've made at that spot the last couple of years? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, I think it's a little bit of a telling statement on, you know, the the kind of the lack of quality uh, production they've gotten from those high draft picks, uh, you know, over over the last few years. You you look at Christian Fulton, and, and when he's been in the game, you know, for the for the most part, he's been been pretty good, but he's only played, I think, uh, you know, over the last three years, only thirty out of the fifty games. You know, he gave up five touchdown passes last year. I think it was tied for the tenth in the in the league, even though he didn't play. A full season. Uh, then you go to 2021, first round draft pick Caleb Farley. We know how you know awful his injury situation has been, and even when he was in for a couple of games last year, he was bad. Uh, nine receptions, average of almost 23 yards a catch, just just not pretty. Uh, you move up to to uh, 2021, Elijah Molden only played two games uh, last year. Uh, and then finally, Roger McCreary this past year, you know, I think was was solid for the most part. Um, but still, you, you know, you look at, at one number stands out for Roger McCreary. He gave up seven TDs, which was tied for second among all corners uh, last year. So that was not a great stat. So they've, they've spent a lot of draft capital on cornerbacks. And yet still, whether it's because of injury or, or whether it's just because the production has not turned out particularly well, they did need to make this move. They need they needed more depth. Uh, they need a guy who can step into a uh, you know potential starting role, and they need some experience. Even though this is this is only going to be uh, Murphy Bunting's fifth year in the league, that that qualifies experience on on this team. So, to me, he's kind of he's an interesting guy. He's he's a little bit like some of the other Titans free agent signings, and that you know you don't say wow they got an absolute stud, um, but you look at it and you say okay I I do see potential upside anyway. Um, you know, and, and Murphy Bunting's 
best, most productive two years were probably his first two, you know, and, and he's missed 14 games injuries the last couple of years. But he did when he was on the field last year. Uh, you know, he, he missed five games. When he was on the field, he put up some of the best numbers, uh, you know, in, in terms of coverage grades and so forth uh, of his career. And, and Denard, as you mentioned, also, you know, he's a guy who can play both in the slot and the outside. So I think the ideal would be to, to have him on the outside. Maybe you, you move Roger McCreary. You know, his skills seem to, to suit the slot pretty well, you know, and, and maybe, uh, you know, that way uh, that, that is his most productive uh, move. And, and maybe that's what we see for the Titans next year. One one thing that's going to be interesting to me, uh, you know, because guys like this, you're never really sure, you know, do the Titans have big plans for him or is he here in case, you know, Elijah Molden is is still struggling or, or has another problem or if, if Caleb Farley can't get healthy again or, or you know, is, is he just a guy who's kind of here? for insurance that if, if everybody gets to the start of the season healthy, then they can, they can come or whatnot. But uh, keep, keep an eye. This is one of those instances, keep an eye on the roster when the, when numbers are handed out. Um, Sean Murphy bunting his first year in the league war, number 25 switched to number 23, his second year. And that year in Tampa Bay talked about, how important that number was to him that that he wore it a lot as a kid it's sort of a tribute to to like a michael jordan but more importantly he said he's got five brothers he has two older brothers that's the two three young or two younger brothers three older brothers excuse me and that's where the two three comes from and and he equates that number to his family ties and whatnot it's really you know it, it's important to him that way and uh right now shaheem carter has uh has number 23 or is listed as number 23 on the roster and you know carter's a guy who's been on and off the practice squad and 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 just you know guy who's been around th- this team for the last year or so but but hasn't made any significant contributions and i think uh i think what you'll see is if uh is if murphy bunting really is a part of the titans plans you you'll probably see him wearing the number 23 that that'd be one of those things where you know the 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 management and or the personnel people will say to Shaheem Carter, you know, I know you've got that number, but this guy needs to have it. We're going to give you number 26, 25, whatever it's going to be that, you know, these are, these are little things that, that sometimes can be big details if you're, uh, if, if you're looking for them. So, so keep an eye on that when that happens. Um, Uh, Compensation as well, David. Yes, yeah, comp- yeah. Compensation has a lot to yeah has a lot <laughs> to do with lots of money. Who gets who yeah. gets numbers? You exactly. Got to pay for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know. I know for a fact because that happened uh, to me at Denver. Because uh, you know, um, my first year there, I had twenty five. But Eric Davis, you know, the longtime Forty ers they signed him, and he came to me, and he's like, "Denarda, please, you know, what do I got to do to get that number twenty five? And he says, "I'll pay you." I didn't take the money, but Dave, now looking back, I should have took about ten thousand dollars to wear twenty seven for Steve Atwater for a year. That would have been ten grand in my pocket. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um Nick Nick Westbrook Aquinas is getting uh getting pretty decent money for a guy who who entered the league as an undrafted rookie and, and has played three good solid years, has uh, you know, is it, not a uh is not a Pro Bowl wide receiver, I think, by any stretch of the imagination, but has been a good, meaningful player to this team. We talked about him some last week. Uh, 
Denard, it, it, is it important to the Titans that he is back here? Uh, you know, does does that make this offense a, a, a little bit better right now than it was a week ago? Uh, yes, uh, considering the fact that if they played a week ago, you're going to go to battle with Traylon, Racy, and Cal. No, you're not going to win on the perimeter. And when you added Nick back to uh, the piece, uh, back to the puzzle, uh, what you added was one of your most productive players since 2020. Uh, Nick has been uh, phenomenal. His uh, these years in Nashville, 20, these last what four, going on four years now. It's hard to believe he's been in the league that long. And you're talking about a player, an undrafted free agent out of Indiana, and he's gotten better every year. He's consistent. And Nick doesn't necessarily, uh, John and David, he puts up big numbers. I mean, we don't have to talk about the game against Denver or Washington, but what you do see in Nick is you see consistency on the field. You see a player that when his number is called, he makes plays. And that's what you're looking uh, when you're talking about uh, on the perimeter game. You don't need a guy like a Jerry Rice all the time that's going to average a hundred some game or your TL. You just need a player that when his uh, number is called, he's going to make a play. And Nick has been that. You're talking about a player that has played over 70% of the Titans' offensive snaps. He has been phenomenal. I go back to the game against Denver. I mean, he was the X factor. And you look at the game against Washington. I alluded uh, uh, to that last, talking about the game last year, that that big play, that strike that Ron hit him for that 60-yard gainer. I mean, that was a difference maker. He is a difference maker when he's in the game. So I'm glad to see that the Titans have uh, added him back to the roster. And, you know, John, it has not exactly been a uh, a, a a hot wide receiver market this uh, this offseason. Do, do we just assume that, that he, he had, you know, little to no meaningful interest uh, around the league and, and decided his best, you know, his best bet is just to play another year in Tennessee continue to to grow as as denard said a, a guy who has continued to get better and 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 you know kind of gamble on himself for another year here yeah there, i'm sure there, there was a little bit of that and, and i'm sure you know probably some of his familiarity with with the titans you know and and rob moore is a wide receivers coach uh and ryan Tannehill is a quarterback you know that, that probably played a, a factor into it as well but you know it's kind of interesting i i thought um you know when when the uh when the signing, uh, you know, was announced or when it was reported, you know, on Twitter, I, I put out a post saying, you know, I thought it was a good thing that, you know, he was coming back, that, that he brought some some depth and, and some experience back to the wide receiver squad. And there was a lot of blowback uh, over what I thought was a fairly simple uh, tweet, you know, a uh, lot of lot more blowback, uh, anti-Nick Westbrook-Akina sentiment than I, I would have uh, expected. And I can understand it from the, the standpoint that, you know, Nick Westbrook Aquino was playing up higher than where he should have been last year. He's not a one, two, or three receiver on a, on a good football team, but because of injuries, because of lack of, uh, you know, solid personnel, those were some of the roles that he had to play last year, uh, you know, and, and he wasn't cut out for that. So, he, you know, he wasn't going to be uh, your, your typically productive two or three or, or whatever, but He's a guy, you know, assuming you can you can get him in a fourth or fifth wide receiver role, which hopefully the Titans will will have him in by the time the season starts. That's a good guy to have, uh, you know, knows the system, a big guy can play all three wide receiver positions. You know, if, if he's back playing four or five, 
He can also help you on special teams as well. Uh, you know, his production went down last year in terms of the catches, 38 to 25. Uh, but average per catch was almost 16 yards uh, uh, per reception. You know, that's pretty solid, especially for what this offense was last year. So I, I think it's a, it's a good move to bring him back again. Not saying it's good if he is your number two or three wide receiver, but, uh, you know, he is a good guy to to bring back in a fourth or fifth type wide receiver role. Yeah, he, he he's almost, to me, he, he reminds me very much of Tajay Sharp in, in 2019, if you remember. Like, Tajay Sharp was the number one backup at all three wide receiver positions, the X, Y, Z. And, you know, he, he caught 25 passes that year. Uh, had four touchdown passes, was good, or four touchdown catches, excuse me, was good in the red zone, was, you know, just just the guy that, that coaches liked and trusted. They knew they could they could put him on the field. And that's, uh, you know, if, if that's what he can end up being this year, that, you know, it's not going to get him a huge payday on the other side of it, but it'll be uh, it, it'll be good. It'll be good for the Titans, certainly. And, but But is anyone else here – stunned that the Titans have not done anything else at the wide receiver position this year so far? I, I mean, and, and I mean, does, does the fact that they haven't suggest that maybe the number 11 overall pick this year is going to be a wide receiver? I, I mean, Denard, you've talked about it again here tonight that, you know, this, this, they don't have enough there right now. Right. I mean, the, uh, is it, how surprising is it that they they haven't added a wide receiver from outside right now? Yeah, I'm a little shocked considering the fact that we talked about this all season, the lack of production from your perimeter. And I do believe with that 11th pick, they, they're they going to get a receiver. I mean, you, you went out last year, you traded, you got Traylon Burks this year. I'm anticipating them going out. I, I wonder if Quentin Johnson from TCU would be there at 11th. I, Tennessee, when you look at their draft history, they love big receivers. You go back, Corey Davis. Well, Corey's about 6'4", 6'5". AJ, 6'1", 230. You go Traylon Burke, 6'3". And you talk about a Quentin Johnson out of TCU at 11. You got to take him, David. I mean, this is a star in the making. You look at the athleticism. You look at the fact that he's 21 years old. He can get over the top of the defense. And he made my man, Max Dugan, was it? My man out of TCU, Max Dugan, made him a Heisman finalist. Now he declared for the draft after that one big year. I don't know. And then if you look at the free agents out there this year, David, this is what's shocking. You still got OBJ. He hasn't been signed. And I know he's coming off ACL surgery, but he's been out a year. So I'm telling you, I've been – what do these young kids call it? Trolling uh, on YouTube. I've been watching OBJ work out. He looks excellent. He looks in great shape. And then not to mention, you still have DJ Shark, 26 years old. We talked, you said it last week, David. I mean, his ability to, to stretch the field. You need some players that can get over the top of the defense. Yeah, I, I think the signing of Andre Dillard, uh, presumably to be left tackle, sort of creates the opportunity to say, okay, we're still going to draft a tackle, but we can wait till the second or third round to do that. Now, I I agree. If Quentin Johnson is, is there, it, it almost it almost becomes a no brainer uh, to me right now. But uh, 
but you know we're, we're we'll have to see if that's how uh if that's how Rand Carthen operates in the draft you know and John you know we we've talked about guys like Shark and uh uh, you know, Miko Hardeman, who's now going to the the New York Jets, but you know he's off the market. But there, I mean, there are guys out there. Uh, do do we suspect that that now the the wide receivers are are, are going to have to wait until maybe after the draft and and see how things fall before some of these guys start uh, start moving around again? Yeah, I, I think you know clearly the Titans were waiting for a, for a market to be set among the wide receivers, and I think it's probably you know set or or in the process of being set right now uh it, it was not the the prop in general of wide receivers you know it was just not considered all that that good um i do like taking a chance I, you mentioned the name dj shark and we've talked about him before a guy with speed uh you know a guy can can get downfield can open up some space in the middle uh he's got had a lot of injuries but he finished the last half of last season very productive you know, I, 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 you know, I don't like take a lot of injury chances, but I, I think he's worth it at a position of need there. And then, you know, I was just looking at some of the other guys. There, there's still some names out there. A guy like Alameda Zacchaeus, uh, you know, played for the Falcons last year. Uh, 40 catches, you know, in a system that, that we all know with Arthur Smith has a lot of similarities to the Titans. Average, you know, 13 yards a catch, five touchdowns. Uh, and he's been around the league for four years. He's gotten better and better each year, more productive, and and a career average of 14 yards per catch. So he's not a big guy. You know, we know the Titans generally like big guys. He's only 5'8", 193. Um, but, you know, he's another guy that, that I think might be, um, you know, worth taking a look at. I just think the Titans don't have a, a, a ton of money, um, you know, which is why I think they've been playing it close to the best with most of their signings so far. And, and uh, that's probably – the primary reason that we don't have a, a wide receiver in here at, at this point. And as we, we come down the home stretch here, I mentioned early on the Titans have uh, filled out their coaching staff and they did it uh, three distinctly different uh, types of uh, types of coaches. They, uh, they added Tom Quinn as a special teams assistant. Uh, Quinn has 16 years of coaching experience in the, uh, in the NFL and, and, and has been a uh, special teams coordinator with the uh, with the New York Giants. They added Anthony Levine as another special teams assistant. Uh, uh, Levine was a was a special teams player through much of his ten year career, which ended in 2021. And they added Matt Jones as offensive line assistant uh, out of the college ranks, most recently at the at the University of Tennessee. Martin. So, uh, in, in case you're uh, in case you're keeping score at home, they now have a special teams coach in Craig Ackerman. They have a kicking coach in James Wilhoyt. They have two special teams assistants. They did not replace Luke Steckel as uh, as run game analyst. So we'll have to see if Pat O'Hara is is just an offense analyst now instead of the pass game analyst as he uh, as he originally was moved to in the uh, the off season here, um, but. Uh, that that's uh that that little bit of housekeeping is done and then we mentioned this too Dennis Daly the much maligned Dennis Daly going to the Arizona Cardinals on a two-year deal um we need to point out Monty Olson Fort is the Cardinals new GM was a part of the Titans front office knows exactly what he's getting in this guy um Denard, did we all miss something in Dennis Daly last year that uh you know that this guy is is getting a deal like this to, and another opportunity after what looked like a rough year? 
Wow, we well we missed uh, watching the quarterback not get sacked. Plenty of that. I don't know how else to put it. But you know, like I said, you know, if, if you're talking about Monty Olson, uh, he's worked with the Titans, so again, familiarity. That's how players you they typically get signed uh, when there's you know some kind of familiarity with an organization. I'm pretty sure they had a lot of conversation about Dennis, but you know. But, and I don't want to get off Dennis, but, you know, we talked about all the new hires, David. I think a great hire, uh, and I don't want to get off topic. I'm not deviating yeah. from what you just said. But Justin Hamilton as the new defensive quality control um, uh, coach, that's going to be big. You know why? Because he coached a young man by the name of Caleb Farley at Virginia Tech. We've been on I Caleb you were going to say he was an LSU guy. But no, okay. no. I'm, I, he's a Hokie <laughs> now. He's a Hokie. But – that monster year that Caleb had in 2000 uh, was it 2019. And that's what got him drafted so high. You know who his coach was? Uh, tell us. You um, just, Justin Hamilton. He was on that staff at Virginia Tech. I think this is going to be a big hire. It's going to be great for Caleb Farley. And we can see an emergence in Caleb Farley in 2023, John and David. And, uh, Back to Dennis Daly for a second. I will say the Cardinals still have their top three tackles from last year on their roster. So they're not looking for Dennis Daly to step in and be a starting left tackle the, uh, the, the way the Titans did. But, uh, uh, it, 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 you know, I guess, I guess there's something to be said for experience, even if it's not, uh, it's not great experience. Uh, we have experienced, this edition of the Believe in Titans podcast, it's it's now coming to an end. So we'll wrap this up here and say thank you, John Glennon, as always. Hey, thanks, guys. Denard, thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you, John. And once, and once again, I am David Beauclair. This is the Believe in Titans podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.